0: In a world, the year 2018. David Gordon Green has come up with a brand new idea for a new Halloween franchise. He wants to take it back to the original 1978 version starring Kurt Russell and Jamie Lee Curtis. With the help of one screenwriter named John Carpenter, David Gordon Green proceeds to make what will be the new trilogy. This is Halloween Returns. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of In a World. Films, What if podcasts I'm Pry the movie Guy, and I am actually solo this round for I will be jumping into the multiverse to talk about the sequel to Halloween known as Halloween, yeah, I know not that clever, but in this universe, it is not called Halloween twenty eighteen it is called Halloween Returns, and it will be the direct sequel to, uh, yesterday's episode of Halloween 1978. Um, the what-if scenario here, we continue with what could have been an alternate version of the new Halloween timeline, with what could have been the new sequel if Hawkins would have starred in the original Halloween, played by Kurt Russell. Um, let's talk about the goods, fun facts, um... Out of the new three, this was probably my favorite of the new three, which honestly doesn't say much because I feel like this new trilogy, I like the idea that it was supposed to be based right after the 1978 version. like It was the direct sequel to that, and they they changed up the timeline with, instead of Michael going and having his slaughter fest inside uh, Haddonfield Memorial... Uh, He gets caught by the police. So, if they can change it up, why can't I? So, that's what we're doing. But, um, yeah, I just feel like everything that they established in this first film gets thrown out the window with every single sequel. Like, Kills kind of was like. I don't even know how to describe Kills. Kills was like an hour and a half train wreck that you just couldn't look away from. And. As I've stated before, I just did not like ends, and so mainly because it just felt like the storyline was just kind of thrown out, and they just wanted to keep trying to make new things that were just complete references to the old movies, but yeah, let's get back into it a little more. Um, uh, This film brings back Jamie Lee Curtis after a disappointing exit in Halloween Resurrections, But, after a more better exit in Halloween H2O, where she, if all of you remember, spoiler alert, she decapitates Michael Myers. Of course, uh, the filmmakers at that time decided to add this little bit in to where Michael is grabbing his face in confusion to make it to where if a sequel was greenlit for the success of Halloween H2O, they could easily throw in the oh, this is how Michael got away, and since they can do those tricks, we will do this trick with this one. But for now, let's get back into what we know so far. Uh, this film directly connects to the original, creating a brand new timeline. So, with that new timeline, uh, we have five, which we will get into um, very shortly, but. This timeline actually ignores all the original sequels, so Halloween's 2, 4, 5, 6, H2O, and Resurrections have never happened in this timeline. But even so, Halloween H2O is in a completely different timeline. We will get into that in just one second now. Um... The song playing when the boy and his dad noticed the bus crash in the very beg- beginning is a western version of the song Lori sings throughout the original movie. Uh, it's a song that she has claimed to have made up when she was a little girl. And I, so I guess they remade that song for this one. Hawk, Stop, buddy. Um. Jake Gyllenhaal helped convince Jamie Lee Curtis to reprise her role of Laurie Strode for this film. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is a family friend of Curtis and is dubbed by her as an unofficial godson. My computer is frozen. Why are you guys doing this to me? Alright, here we go. Uh, (laughs) On the TV... A newscaster can be heard describing the events of the original film as The Babysitter Murders. This was originally the the title Carpenter wanted for Halloween 1978. It was only changed to Halloween after the producer, Erwin Yablins, I think it's pronounced, uh, thought up the idea and to release it near Halloween. Um, This became the highest grossing Halloween film in its opening weekend. Uh, Michael myers is sixty one years old in this film um here's here 's one of the things if you guys remembered me talking about this yesterday. I really didn 't like how many references they felt like they needed to put into this film throughout and one of the things I found was the gas station is almost an exact replica of the gas station prominently appeared in Halloween Four, The Return of Michael Myers down to the ice box outside. John Carpenter claimed that this would be the last Halloween film, even though there were contractual obligations for a sequel. You know, typical studio greed, all that fun shit. Um, with this film, there are now five distinct Halloween timelines, as I said, and here they are. Uh, the first Halloween timeline is Halloween, Halloween's 1, 2, 4, 5, and 6. Those are its own timeline. Uh, Halloween three, season of the witch, is it's completely separate continuity. For Halloween three, was supposed to be what this series was supposed it was supposed to be, which was going to be an anthology series. But because of corporate greed, Halloween two was made with Michael Myers, and now we have an icon. Uh, the third timeline is Halloween nineteen seventy eight with Halloween two. Halloween H2O, and Halloween Resurrections. Uh, The fourth timeline is Rob Zombie's Halloweens 1 and 2, coming out in 2007 and 9. And the last timeline is Halloween 1978, Halloween 2018, um, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. Which, that is the timeline we are remaking, so that makes six new timelines. Uh, Let's get into the new cast. Okay, so for this new cast, obviously, Kurt Russell, um, like in the new original, will be playing, uh, Sheriff Frank Hawkins again. Um, for this, we are adding Tommy Doyle into the movie, and he will be reprised from, uh, Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, Paul Rudd, for he was originally supposed to come back in Halloween Kills, but due to, um... I forget what film he was doing at the time, but obviously he couldn't. Probably for the best. Uh Daniel Harris as Jamie returns, but um Daniel Harris coming back as Jamie. She's not Jamie Lloyd that we know, the little girl. This will be an adult Jamie who uh grew up with uh Lori and her father, but uh and also um yeah, we'll get into that. And Josh Hartnett will return as a new version of John, another child from uh, the timelines that are, he was in H2O. He was the son in H2O. Anyway, so now that we have established those cast, new cast members joining this, let's talk about the new movie because the new movie is, it's going to take a second. So uh, buckle in, folks. Okay, so let's really dive into this new movie, because I got a lot to talk about here. Okay, so the film, like the original 2018, will take place 40 years after the original film. Um, But this one will follow our version we just created in yesterday's episode, obviously. Um, Instead of Lori being a hermit hidden in the middle of the woods, uh, she used her experience that night to become a trauma therapist, At this point, when we see her, she has started writing a book about the night Michael came into the Doyle residence all them years ago. Uh, Her husband is Sheriff Frank Hopkins. After the events of 78, Hawkins became a bit of a town hero for helping to recapture Michael Myers all them years ago. Um, But Hawkins, in this version, has never really felt like a hero. In fact, he carries a lot of guilt from that night. Um... And it's very noticeable on him when people bring up Michael Myers to him. Because if you remember from the episode, we established that the flashback scene in Halloween Kills would be the end of this one. So we did see uh, Hawkins witness his uh, partner's death by the hands of Michael Myers. Um, This version of Hawkins will also do frequent frequent trips to the psychiatric hospital to see that the beast is still inside the cage. Um the first time we will see him uh do this action will be whenever the guards take Michael outside in the beginning of the movie. Um while he watches him while he watches uh Michael being chained up to the ground, um I was thinking of like a voiceover of Loomis giving that speech about what he saw in that boy's eyes was pure and simply evil. I'd like to hear that voiceover as Hawkins kind of watches from afar, Michael being chained up outside like the animal he is. Um, Hawkins, of course, will drive away at this point, and that's when we'll get the introduction to those reporters uh, and Michael scene when they visit him. Laurie and Hawkins will have two kids featured through the series. For this timeline, I not only wanted some of the newer characters, but some legacy characters which, from the original series, which I said, Jamie, a.k.a. Jamie, Jamie Lloyd from Halloweens 4 and 5, and John from Halloween H2O. Although named after the respective characters, though, they will not be played as they were in the original movies, because they are not the exact same characters we've met before. Um, Jamie Lloyd is now Jamie Hawkins. She will be the firstborn daughter. While John Hawkins is um, just... He's going to be, obviously, the son. And I've established that he will be the father of the new hero, new heroine, her- her- female hero, and OG character, Allison. He will be the father of her... Um, Allison's mother in this film will still be played by Judy Greer as Karen, she just won't be the daughter of, uh, of Laurie Strode. Um, but, yeah, she'll be the wife of Ho- of John. Um, Tommy Doyle is someone who appears to have it together, but still thinks about, uh, that Halloween night, um, when the time comes around in Haddonfield, um, Tommy, like in 1996, will be repraised by Paul Rudd, as I stated. Tommy is also a teacher at Allison school. Uh, we notice as other teachers clearly get into the holiday spirit of Halloween, um, Mr. Doyle never does. And to- Tommy's role will be smaller in this film, because I didn't want to put him too much, because I kind of expanded his role a bit, and gave him uh, different kind of things he's gonna do, because I really didn't like how Tommy was in the last film. All other newer characters created for this trilogy will still be involved and have their original character deaths, as long as it fits into this new story, of course. Um, The events of this movie really begin when Michael escapes prison, when he was to be relocated outside of Haddonfield after 40 years of being imprisoned at, like... I imagine, like, how I see where this prison is located. I see it, like, right around, like, the county's edge or something, like, really far from the city. They make sure, like, if you're in this place, then we don't want you around society, essentially. Um, Laurie, and um, as we're seeing, like, Michael being loaded up into the bus, Laurie, at this time, uh, goes with Frank to watch the bus leave. As it clears where they are, um, as it clears where they are, like they can't see it anymore. They kind of go both give this sigh of relief, and um, Lori says as he's finally gone. Frank looks anxious, looking on, and says, "Let's hope for good." And they leave back towards like the city of Haddonfield. Um, after that point, we'll have Michael's escape, which can pretty much stay the same with like the little boy and his dad and stuff like that. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, we then cut to the podcast people showing up at the Hawkins home at some point in the morning on Halloween day. Um, Frank is leaving as they are coming in, um, after he leaves the interview begins and it is somewhat similar to the OG interview. Cause I do like that scene, but I feel like, um, kind of having Lori as a more together person and not like. I don't know, I just feel like in these newer films, they tried way too hard to make her this quasi-Sarah um, Connor-esque character. And I just, it doesn't work with how they lead the character towards the last film. But um, anyway, going on, we now cut to back to Frank getting Radio End about the push, bus crash... That happened only two miles out of Haddonfield. Um, the look on his face says he knows what is going on. Um, we then cut to Allison uh, getting ready for uh, to leave for school. Her dad John and her mom Karen seem chipper this morning, but are seen not putting up Halloween decorations, but Thanksgiving ones. I kind of like the aspect that Karen's like. I didn't want to do the quiz, the, the Christmas sweater thing necessarily. Um I mean, she could be really into Christmas, but I thought like having that aspect where they still don't celebrate Halloween was kind of like a good way of like it it shows like the mentality of what Michael has done to these do pe- uh I don't know, done to these people <laughs> but anyway, yeah. They tell her not to forget the dinner at their grandparents' house that night because I want still, like, the little thing because, obviously, she'll still be with Cameron and all that stuff. Um, Allison is greeted by her friends, like, in the original film and heads off to school. Um, stuff stays pretty similar to what happens to her except her teacher that we see is no other than Tommy Doyle. Tommy Doyle will be her teacher. Um, who starts talking to the kids about the history of Halloween and the creation of the boogeyman, which I think would be a good kind of catalyst to kind of show the mentality of kind of what Tommy is carrying with him now from that night. It doesn't come off crazy, though. It just comes off strange for the kids because, like I said, Mr. Doyle doesn't celebrate Halloween. Um... We are now back with Hawkins as he is arriving on the scene of the crash. He notices a survivor in the crash, and we get info he's the only survivor and all. But are still finding the patients around the area. Hawkins is scared, but he doesn't want to assume the worst. The man starts moaning as and as they um, get him loaded, um, and they can tell they can see he's not a patient. Uh we cut to the podcasters doing their thing around Haddonfield and finally we get to their deaths. Uh we get back to the bathroom where obviously Michael probably would have ran into him cuz the whole thing is like he wants that mask back. Uh he's big about having his mask on. Even in the original film when Laurie takes off his mask, he uh he puts it right back on, and even when he's a kid and he kills his sister that night, the first thing he does before even killing his sister is putting on that that mask. Um, Frank's mostly handles things similar to how the, in the original one um, from this point on, because Hawkins was mostly solo. Um, there won't be a weird like Laurie him being okay that Lori's running around with a gun thing. I don't think a lot of cops would be cool with that but I could be wrong. I am not a cop, so don't quote me on that. Um, We meet Michael's doctor as well, who escaped the crash. He was the one who survived, Um, and obviously he's going to be pretty much the same character in this one. Um, Alice's night can stay relatively the same. We we will see shots of Tommy at the dance being a chaperone or something like that. Um, He's going to be the only teacher not dressed up, though. I want to... I want to establish that. I want to establish that Hawkins is um, Allison's grandfather. Um, for the moment that hits a little bit later on in this film, but um, yeah, I don't know why I mentioned that right now. Uh, let's just keep going. Um, Lori, John, Karen, Allison, and Cameron then meet at the restaurant. Um. oh wow I said grandparents earlier my bad well it's going to be the restaurant they're going to meet in that restaurant um, Lori explains Hawkins can't make it and uh, I'm going to call him Hawkins even though they're all Hawkins but that's what it, p- the fan base calls them so we're just going to keep it cash um, can't make it and Jamie is at work and it's at this point a lot of the characters get separated for the story purposes Um, Allison and Cameron, uh, to the school dance, of course, um, oh man, I wrote this out of order, I just realized that, (laughs) um, but oh no, no, I just said, I just talked about Allison tonight, but yeah, like, the restaurant scene can happen, um, except obviously indifferently because Lori's not going to be going crazy here, um. But yeah, Allison and Cameron are going to go to the school dance. Uh John, Karen, and Lori will be the will be on doing their own new thing in this part, uh in this movie. Um at this point we see Jamie about to leave work. Um she is she works at Haddonfield Memorial. Um she's a doctor or a nurse, I don't know. She's she's just in the medical field. We'll say doctor. Uh, The parking lot doesn't have a lot of cars, but has a decent amount of foot traffic. She sees a man in a mask down the street staring. She clocks him and proceeds to her car, thinking, you know, maybe it's nothing. As she goes to get to her car, she takes one last look back, and she doesn't see the man. She figures he has gone. She then calmly gets in her car, starts getting ready to start the engine, when Michael's hand crashes through the window. And Michael proceeds to beat Jamie's face into the steering wheel. Michael pushes her aside and starts driving towards the city of Haddonfield. So after Michael's driving down the road, we see him driving down the road. We're going to cut and we're going to see Allison's stuff. Allison's, uh, friend stuff. Cause obviously, um, you know, you gotta have a body count in these movies. And also like, Uh we get we get to meet the MVP of the movie, Julian. Um but yeah, we'll see Frank's stuff. We'll see Frank doing his thing, talking to the doctor and whatnot and all that. But um yeah, after Allison's but um we get to the point that after Allison's witnesses the return of Michael, uh she's left the school dance at this point. Um she, she's witnessed the return of Michael. She runs to her grandfather, who is patrolling the streets with Dr. Sartan. Um, something I want to add to like, their thing is I want there to be almost this echo of the first film with Hawkins and um, Dr. Loomis. But I want there to be like something to where it's almost like Frank is willing to trust this guy, but... Frank doesn't seem as comfortable with this guy as he did with maybe Sam. Like, this is just kind of Hawkins being a good cop following his gut on here. But, um, yeah, so he's patrolling. Um, there she describes to her grandfather who she saw a man in a mask, a white pale mask. This tells Hawkins Michael has, in fact, come home to Haddonfield. He calls out an APB and calls his family. It's at this point... Lori, John, and Karen are at Lori's, and they are talking about the way her and Frank has handled the trauma from the that night um on the years ago. Obviously, uh, I think like one of the my favorite things Jamie Lee Curtis has done as an actress is she can perform a monologue very well. She's a very, she doesn't think of herself as a as a good actress. I've seen it. I've read interviews and I've heard interviews, and she's never really like. I don't maybe she doesn't think she's t- taken seriously because of the horror films cuz she's not a fan of horror films. She's made that very clear. But yeah, um, so she's given this monologue about the trauma her and Frank dealt that are uh, that dealt with that light night. She talks pretty much she she talks about the route of she wasn't going to live. She was going to live the life her life in fear because she was so young when it happened. Um and she wanted to help those who maybe couldn't find that strength she did, um, and she describes that Hawkins, even though he seems okay most of the time, she describes it as he carries a lot of baggage from that night, you know, because, again, his partner died that night, and he witnessed a lot of stuff happening, it, it, it was traumatizing, because he was a young guy also at that point, um, But that's when they get a call. At first, all he can say is, it's back. That's all he says to her. It's back. She understands this and heads to the TV when she turns it on. And the Mouth of Madness is going to be seen uh, playing on the TV as a little fun tribute to John Carpenter. Um, And so she turns from that and she turns on the news, which... In all Hollywood movie-making fashion, she's just going to turn to it right when it says, Breaking news. Um, Breaking broadcast of it. It it has been confirmed. A bus transporting Michael Myers has crashed and that he is considered highly dangerous and missing at this time. So, um, then there's obviously some tension. John, Karen, and Lori just kind of look at each other. Um, And they, they start... Then freaking out and worrying about Allison and Jamie. Um, Hawkins tells Lori that Allison is with him and safe, explaining that, the uh, events that happened to her. Um, says he can't get a hold of Jamie just yet, knowing, uh, she got off not long ago from work. Uh, he says he'll drive by her place, or he... I forgot to establish that she was supposed to work again that night because it was Halloween. Um... Oh, wait, no. I already established that. My bad. And she got off that night and, yeah, got killed. Anyway, uh... He says he will drive by her place to see if she's there. Um, And then his next thought is he wants to drop Allison off at home first, though. Um, He also... Uh, decides to station a couple officers close by to their house, which I was thinking, like, even though I don't want Lori to be a recluse in the woods, maybe they could live in a more private wooded area. Maybe that would make them feel more safe at home, and especially if Lori is a successful trauma therapist. Maybe they can afford a nice place in the woods. So, yeah, the the cops that we see stationed outside of Lori's, and the first film will be stationed outside again, including a uh, makeup artist. Oh, my God, I can't think of his name. I met him. He's such a nice guy. But, yeah, he's the one who has, like, the the art, the perfect brownie, essentially. Um, but, yeah, he stations those cops outside just to be safe. Um Scenes from this point on will play out pretty similar to the original, with one exception. Uh, Hawkins will find Jamie's body before he finds Michael. I decided that... Actually, when I was writing this out, because the reason why I killed off uh, Jamie Lloyd's new character so quickly is because... I'm sorry... If you've ever met Daniel Harris in real life, she's kind of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> I I don't use that word. I don't like using that word often, but she really like – you heard the story my brother gave yesterday, and I've never had a good encounter with her. And it's just like if you go to – like like I said, I go to horror hound conventions, and um, you're standing in line talking to people about who they've met, who they've liked to met, who they've least liked – it's always Daniel Harris, so that's why I decided to kill her so early, but yeah, Hawkins will find Jamie's body before he finds Michael, uh, which this will fuel his anger, and, um, this is why Hawkins will, um, decide to run down Michael, besides the events of that night, um, in this version, though, Hawkins will go to blow Michael's head off when Dr. Sartain will attack Hawkins, except this time he will get he's going to slash Hawkins in the face, and he's going to stab him in the side, not the throat, because honestly, it, Hawkins should have died in that first movie with that throat stab, so um, with this one, it kind of leaves a little more wiggle room. Um... We will witness this terror happen in Allison's point of view, though, so that we can also jump back to see her expression as she's seeing her grandfather horribly murdered by this guy who was supposed to be a friendly person. But then he's going to be like, you know, it's pretty much going to be he's going to lead Michael to Lori. This will lead, like I said, this will lead Michael right to Lori, of course, as the next few scenes will play out. Somewhat similar. Um, When the cops are discovered dead this time, John is not killed like Allison's original dad. Um, We will see him almost get attacked before Lori is now seen with a shotgun yelling to John. Inside, (laughs) and she's going to be yelling at John inside, do what I say, because I don't know... I just love the fact that for some reason Jamie Lee Curtis always says do what I do as do what I say or do as I say all the time just like a real mother would. Um John is going to run into the house and is told that Frank's gun safe is now open so he goes to grab some weapons. Um as he's grabbing his gun, we hear Allison screaming for help because remember she was locked inside. The police car with a pissed out Michael. And she's going to get out and escape in the woods. Um, And. We can see her running towards the flashing lights. By her grandparents house. That's going to be the source of light for her. Um, Karen also hears this too. And while only supplied with a handgun. Goes to save her daughter. As. Oh, I lost my spot. Give me one second. Oh. Uh, Karen hears this. Michael comes. Okay, okay. As Allison is running towards her mom, Michael comes out behind, behind, comes out behind a tree and stabs Allison in the same place as her grandmother, all them years ago, in the arm. Um, when she hits the ground, she grabs a branch and swings at Michael, hitting him, kind of shaking him off with the blow, um, as he's about to go, and, uh, stab Allison again, and then, uh, as he's, he kind of is trying to go for another, because, you know, it's Michael Myers, he only gets, like, knocked back a little bit, as Allison's trying to, like, get up, Michael goes to, um, stab her, and gets shot multiple times in random areas, uh, he falls to the ground, appearing dead, Karen runs up to Allison to get her, and when she's doing that, John is now running out trying to find them in the flashing lights and trees. Because, obviously, he was in the back trying to get a gun while Karen was already out the door, essentially. Um, As he does this, Michael pops up and grabs Allison, and grabs Karen at this time. Allison is told to run, and as John is running towards them, um, Michael slices karen's throat so karen is now dead um and then of course john witnesses this and john goes to fire at michael but realizes he didn't load the gun at the time uh because like all smart gun owners don't ever store your guns with the bullets in them people um he leads allison inside when michael tries to stab at him but john quickly turns around hitting michael in the face With the unloaded gun. uh, And this actually sends Michael's mask flying off. And as we know, Michael needs his mask on. This creates a long enough diversion for them to get inside. Um, When John is inside, we now get a somewhat more similar ending. Except without the weird training Karen as a kid stuff. Because again, nothing... They never explain to us in this new Halloween film... Because Lori is such a recluse. She is such a paranoid person. For 40 years, it's hard for me to imagine that, like, she met a guy who just was, like, coming over to this house in the middle of the woods and was like, okay, yeah, let's have a kid together. It just, I don't believe it. I don't think the Lori Strode that we meet in this new set of films would have had kids if she was this bad off with Michael in prison for 40 years, um, but yeah, like I said, um, yeah, pretty much the same ending, we're gonna have, uh, Laurie fighting Michael, his hand getting blown off, because I really, because the whole series, you gotta have that, um, at this time, also, um, I don't—I didn't know if Allison—I I think at this point Allison—I don't know if Allison would have had time to tell them about their grandpa or not. I feel like the, right now would be kind of a survival thing. Um, but with John inside now, we get a somewhat similar ending, except for the Karen kid stuff, as I just said. Uh, Michael and Lori's fight won't change much besides it being a normal house. Um... This time around, Michael will be in a gas explosion, not a slow burn explosion that was rigged. Um, From that point, we will cut to the next day with Lori, Allison, and John. They have been taken to the hospital, obviously, from this point and here we'll find out that Hawkins did not die this is when the audience will find it out obviously if you listen to this you've watched the original Halloween you know that Hawkins didn't or the original 2018 Halloween uh you know Hawkins didn't die in that either well thanks to Halloween kills we actually know that um this scene will be mostly gut-riching as Hawkins will have to tell Laurie that their baby girl is dead and Laurie tells Frank that Karen is dead and and you know Karen's obviously going to be like a daughter to them because it's the mother of their granddaughter and the wife of their son so you know it's it's emotional scene for everyone everyone's kind of getting together um and at this point um some hours have passed and like we're gonna cut and like things are seem a little bit Better, You know, everyone at this point believes Michael died in the gas uh, fire. And um, some hours have passed, and everyone's sitting in Frank's room, and a deputy comes in to talk about the fire. And Lori told the police that they would find him in the basement, and they didn't. There was no bodies found. Black, end of credits. Yeah, so... (laughs) That's it. That is what would become of Halloween 2018. Uh, It's weird doing this alone because I don't have anyone to go off of to really know if this sounds better. Um, But for this category, is this a better movie? I think if the original film is, is... I think if this is just as popular as the original film then yes, this would be definitely a better movie. Actually, as I'm saying this, I know it's a better movie. Um, Because, obviously, bringing back Kurt Russell and Jamie Lee Curtis would obviously intrigue the fans. And then you would also get all those other fans. Because one thing we didn't mention, I didn't mention last episode, my brother talked about the first three Halloween movies he watched in theaters were... Uh, Resurrections and the Rob Zombie ones. And I remember us watching Halloween H2O, but then I remembered before recording this that when we watched it, we were actually at our friend's house watching it on Get This People VHS. For you younger listeners, this was this weird square plastic thing that had tape inside, and that tape held images and sound that just gave us the pictures that we get today on uh, digital. So, yeah. That was a fun little... Th- but I, that was, like, one of my biggest reasons of bringing back legacy characters, because I, I, for one, I'm a big Josh Hartnett guy. I've seen a lot of his movies, even, like, stuff people. Like, there's a movie of his, and I think it's vastly underrated. It's called Lucky Number Sleven. Sleven. S-L. It's, like, seven with an L after the S. But, uh, yeah. So, I, I feel like if the movie is as popular as halloween 2018 then yes way better film i feel like the direction they take in this film with the direction it ultimately ends up makes it a better start and story for these characters rather than what this new trilogy tried to do where it felt as they tripped before the finish line like from what I gathered, from the information, I I mean, we'll get into it more obviously, but I just feel like what was established in Halloween 2018 was abandoned by the time we hit Halloween's ends. But yeah, on that note, we'll go into our final category, the other what-ifs. And for this one, I can only find one. Um, the role of Allison, Laurie's granddaughter, became somewhat of a coveted role. Uh, multiple actresses including Lucy Hale and Emma Roberts Smith, with Danny McBride to personally talk about the movie. However, the studio decided that they wanted to go back to their roots of the first movie and cast an unknown actress similar to how Jamie Lee Curtis was cast in the original. And I I feel like, um, oh, I'm, I, hold on. I need to, I want to say her name right. Because I feel like she was casted well. I just feel like Andy... Um, I think it's I th- check. I think she's a really good actress. I think she's shown promise. And I just think she... I think Halloween ends. If anything, if her career doesn't go where it needs to go, I'm going to blame Halloween's ends for it. But yeah. Um, I definitely wanted to keep her in this, and I like the idea that she was, she's, she is way more unknown than Jamie Lee Curtis was at that time, because obviously people would know that Jamie Lee Curtis would be the daughter of Janet Lee. um, I don't know how I'd feel about Emma Roberts, I like Emma Roberts, but I kind of like Emma Roberts as just the bitch, um, I keep saying bitch a lot, I don't like using that, but, um, if you are familiar with the show, what was that? Scream Queens, which also featured uh Jamie Lee Curtis, which that's probably honestly why Emma Roberts met with Danny McBride, was because Jamie Lee Curtis knew her. And I don't doubt that Emma Roberts could have played uh Allison, but I just like um Andy's better, uh, for sure. And then uh Lucy Hale, I I honestly haven't seen enough of her. Um I know Sophie used to watch what was that show called Pretty Little Liars but that I didn't watch it with her and well I can't say I didn't watch any of it with her obviously guys know you're going to watch what y- your girlfriend or wife or whoever they are in your life is um you're going to watch it with them because that's what you do um but yeah I think I I I honestly do think this would be a better movie I'm be, I'm being very uh, obviously hypocritical here because, obviously, I made this up. <laughs> but, it, who knows? There could be a multiverse where the, all those events that I just described in this movie could have happened. I don't know. That would have been a crazy budget. But, yeah. I just... The main objective here is... I One, I, I just love talking about movies. I want to talk about Halloween movies. We're in October. And, uh... I just want to see, like, a coherent story with these. And I just want to see... Uh, how many people out there think to themselves like yeah i would love to have seen that or maybe i don't know if you think differently feel free uh my facebook let me let me give you some links here folks because i just realized i never tell you how to follow me if you're out there because i know i have a lot of different followers uh people watching now these days but um if you are looking for me uh, you can always Google "In a World Films What If Podcast." You would have to do the whole thing, <laughs> um, but you can find me on um, Anchor, uh, Anchor slash In a World What If Podcast. All no spaces in that for that URL. And Facebook, uh, what is it on Facebook? I think it's just In a World Podcast, and then I also have a Twitter. Uh that one's under Bry the Movie Guy. Cause I made that Twitter before I decided to make this podcast. But yeah, go free go feel free to follow me. Uh please rate this podcast so that more people can discover it and that we can all have more fun. Cause I'm thinking about setting up some stuff to where uh Yeah, maybe we can get some shout-outs. Maybe I could start making some specialized merch for you guys. Cause, you know, I As much fun as I'm sure it is to listen to me sometimes, it's also fun to get some cool swag and to hear your voice on a podcast. Or not your voice, your name on a podcast. But yeah, uh, we did it. Part two's done. Tomorrow night, part three. Tomorrow night is also Trick or Treat, so fair warning there. Um, Wait, tonight is Trick or Treat. Sorry, I forgot that this will be released the night of Trick or Treat. Uh, next up, though, uh, next episode will be Halloween Kills, and we will end October with Halloween ends on Halloween! That's also why I decided to release Halloween on Friday instead of on Halloween itself, because I didn't want to do the whole thing in November, to be honest. Uh, and next month, we're gonna get back into, like, a more randomized set of movies, but yeah, uh... Thank you for listening, and I will see you guys tomorrow.